0: Welcome to the Couple Success Podcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. There is hope for your relationship, and we're so glad you're listening. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Robert.
1: And I'm Sarah
0: Furman. And together we are Couple Success, and we have some really exciting things to share with you today, all about tone. Yes. But before we begin, I have something really exciting, and Sarah has no idea what's about to happen. So, something that you may not know is it's Sarah's birthday month. It was her birthday just about a week ago.
1: It's still Robert's birthday month, too. It's still my birthday month as well.
0: Yes. And I wanted to do something special. So, there you go. Look at Sarah's face. She doesn't know what's going to happen. What I wanted to say is how grateful I am that we are together in couple success, how much you mean to me, and how I would be a wrangled mess without you.
1: Oh. And I wanted to let you know
0: that you. you're the queen of my world oh. and so I brought you a tiara a crown <laughs> because I couldn't I couldn't do this without you and I mean that from the most sincere place in my heart come here sweetie let me do Mommy. the other side oh my goodness okay let go get a little teary about that there you go
1: Yes. well I make up this I can't be teary so <laughs>
0: I just wanted you to know that you mean the world to me, and oh, we couldn't do this so without you. you. And on that note, we will dry our tears and go to talk to you all about why tone matters. So but,
1: well, I try not to drop the tiara. <laughs> yes.
0: How great is that, Now right?
1: I know how those women feel. Right, on the pageant. That's yes. actually
0: a pageant crown, if you know the truth.
1: Oh. <laughs> of, it, of course I would I have you, one it's at the real, house. It's really hard to keep on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve it. Thank you. So today we're talking about tone, and it's when we talk about tone, we're saying that it's not what you say, but it's all about how you say it that matters. Because what we found is that how you say something can be a giant trigger in your relationship, and little things, little issues that don't need to be blown out of proportion...
1: Get blown way out of proportion because somebody is associating words with that tone, and even though you haven't said those words... They're thinking it, so therefore they believe you said it.
0: Absolutely. So we have a question for you, and that is this. It happens a thousand (laughs) times in a session with patients. All the time. We're going to tell you about that in just a little bit. Because what we found is that do you ever feel like your partner is criticizing you, or you're getting into little arguments over what seems like nothing, or you feel like you're saying one thing, but your partner's hearing another?
1: Right, you're fighting over a word that, that you think was said, and they said they didn't, or what it meant, and it can be three days, and it's like you're fighting over, like, nothing. Nothing.
0: So there's a great little story um, that Sarah's going to share with you that was something that she saw happen in Costco recently, and that's going to tell you all about tone, and I bet you're going to be able to relate to this.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I was in... Uh, uh, I was in Costco, and, and this couple was having this, um...
0: Uh, Fight, altercation, argument.
1: It's it, it started out less than that. So, um, she wanted to... she um, The whole thing was that she was trying to get in and out, and had originally asked him um, if he had wanted to go to Costco. And he said, sure, but not if you're using that tone. And she said, what tone are you talking about? Well, wh- whenever we go, you're always using a tone. She actually said, you know, yelling. But she wasn't, and she was. And she said not yelling. And um, she goes, I, I never yell at you. But it, that kind of tone, like.
0: Right, because he kept saying, why do you use that tone with me? Why do you use that tone with me? And then she said...
1: Well, you know, you, you take a long time when we're in Costco, and I have the kids, and or we have to rush, we're doing something, and I and I told you that before we, we came here that uh, I just had to run over, your parents were going to be here, I had to get something for your mom that she asked me, I'm doing her a favor, so I know you kind of want to come, and, and you said not to use the tone. I'm not using the tone when I said, it's okay, I'll just I'll just have in my head that you're going to take longer. He says, I never take longer. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And then and he starts picking up on this little word of take longer. What, you think I always take an hour to get in, out of Costco? What, do you hate going to Costco with me? Why didn't you ever tell me that before? And, and the way Sarah came back and told the story was, you could just see this thing blowing up right before their very eyes and all the wife wanted to do was invite the the husband to come into Costco
1: if he wanted to and but that they weren't they still had things to do things to prepare parents were coming over for a dinner they they did they just had a lot so it wasn't just a normal right And, and
0: he ended up not going because he said to the wife look you already have that tone and I don't want to go to Costco if you have that tone and if you use that tone and you yell at me I'm not going and he stood outside of Costco All this because of tone, because there was nothing wrong when the wife said, would you like to join me in Costco? You
1: know, and you know that kind of thing. So I'm only doing this for your mother.
0: Right. And then the (laughs) fight gets worse and worse and worse. And that brings up our first point, which is oftentimes we aren't even aware that we're using tone till one of us gets upset. Right. Because you'll see it. We've all been there, right? When the content of what we say we don't think is offensive.
1: Right. You know, sometimes the the stress, anxiety, stuff that. Other stuff that's going on in our life comes into play. Absolutely. And when it happens, we we hear it in our voices.
0: Yep. And and then this little teeny thing, a simple offhanded comment like, "Do you want to go to Costco with me?" turns into this giant fight. I, I I've experienced it in my relationship. I see it in relationships with patients yeah, all day long. There's an interesting fact that John Gottman, who, if you know Sarah and I, we love John Gottman. Um, he's a terrific relationship expert.
1: He does a lot of research in the in this area.
0: Yeah, we love science and research. And what he found is that only seven percent of meaning in what you talk to your partner about comes from actually the words that you use.
1: Right. You know who else talks about this? Roger Love, who's a, who's a voice coach. Yes. And uh, and does communication. We also really like Roger Love. Yes. So um, again, and and he's done a lot of work with this. People only hear about seven percent of your words. So that's it. Everything else is about. Your tone. Your body, like, your so body 55% language.
0: comes from body language and 38%, that's almost 40% of what you say, comes from your tone and only 7% from your words.
1: So I guess I really shouldn't have to worry when I do this because they're really only listening to my tone. Right. <laughs> right.
0: You could say anything. Mary had a little lamb. That's as it. As long as you say it nicely, people will believe you.
1: But yeah. So, I shouldn't be so
0: nervous. So think about it. Forty, Nearly 40% of your meaning comes from tone and there was another great study and, and
1: it's so it's hard to really believe that sometimes until you listen to your um and think about what kind of arguments you've had or disagreements for sure that kind of you know the angst that happens sometimes in a couple when somebody reacts differently than what you meant mm-hmm. and it's like you don't understand you know all is really good and you said something that was really good and now they're like huffy and puffy
0: Absolutely. There was another great USC research study, and they studied the tone of voice couples used, and they compared that against the behaviors couples used when they interacted with each other. Get a load of this. They they found in this USC study, a very well-done study, that the tone of voice that you use in your relationship is a better predictor of marital satisfaction than behaviors that you actually do.
1: And we're really big on your behaviors and your actions. So... So, as we were doing some extra research on yes. this one, we, we were like, oh.
0: I guess what you say and how you say it's it. It's how
1: you say it. How it you it say really, it really,
0: really matters. Right. Because it's more important, think about it, than the behaviors that you use with each other.
1: And don't think you can get away with, oh, well, just too hard with, with my partner now. I'll, I'll go with somebody else and it's easier. It doesn't get easier. No. I mean, if any you don't learn tone now,
0: you're never yes, going to learn it.
1: With your work associates, with, with everybody. It's just that you notice it even more with your partner because you think you can just be any way you want to be. Right. So and that's not true.
0: So the truth is that minding your tone can transform conversations. And there's four things you're going to want to understand about tone if you're going to really understand how to change your approach to your partner. These
1: are the pieces that make up what what we mean by tone.
0: Right. Because we say tone all the time, but what the heck is tone?
1: Right. So it's well, made up of these four characteristics.
0: Right. So the first characteristic is Pitch. That's too high or too low. um, It determines which pitch for you is best to go. Too soft. Too soft. So if we speak in a low tone of voice, in a low pitch, we tend to sound serious, dark, um, sometimes foreboding.
1: But for women, when when you're speaking low, your husband's actually can hear you
0: better. Right, because it turns out that pitch for women, if done in a little bit of a lower tone, makes you sound polite, credible, and a little bit more serious. So you don't want to be so high when you have pitch because then you start to sound like this. And you, you create stress and you convey that you are um, upset with your partner and you don't want to be so dark that you feel too serious.
1: And, and even more than upset, critical of your partner.
0: Yeah, critical. So and the, sometimes
1: you're not. You're just anxious. And so you have this shrill voice. You know, something didn't happen. You know, the guy didn't show up to fix the plumbing. You know, your sinks are awful. And, but your partner's going to hear... That you're upset with
0: them. Absolutely. And don't worry, we're going to tell you all about how to get through each of these when we give you our um, solutions. It's going to be really great. First
1: we're going to tell
0: you about them. The second element is pace. Now, this is my problem, because I like to speak fast.
1: I speak a little slow.
0: I mean, I could talk wallpaper off the wall if I was given no boundaries. (laughs) Um, But what what happens is when I speak too quickly, it tends to blow people away in a conversation, and I find them feeling a little bit stressed. And a little bit overexcitable in the wrong way. It's
1: be a little intense.
0: A little intense. Yet, if you speak too slowly, you come across as too uninterested. You can also sound pejorative. You can sound um, critical of the other person. Right. Oh, how do you smiley faces that. happen? The huh? smiley faces just happened on Facebook.
1: I, maybe somebody like liked us. Oh knows? Oh, Jennifer. Yay. Oh yeah, we'd love to be <laughs>
0: So what we suggest is when you're speaking in pace, this is something I have to do. I have to pretend I'm actually kind of reading out loud, and I try to think where commas would be, where periods would be, and leave a little space.
1: So we can take a breath.
0: Oh, she's loving. I love it. Jenny put hearts up because she's loving her tiara, and she's loving her subject. (laughs) The next element, so there's four elements. We're on number three, and that is volume.
1: Yes. So you want to mix it up because we really respond better to melody, mm-hmm. and we can even have a melody when we speak. And, that's oh, and why what, we use what melody means is using high and low. Right. So we use a mixture of, of tone, like in a song, even though we're just speaking.
0: Because the opposite of melody would be monotone, where you yes. speak exactly in one tone and no volume changes. You only
1: use one or two notes.
0: Right. So you want to speak a little high, a little low, and then and you get your little point little across. Little. Um, something I do want to bring up and that too much volume is yelling. Um, I get accused of this all the time because I have a really loud voice. I have spoken to rooms of three hundred people and never used a microphone. Um, but I will tell you in person it can be a little overwhelming. Yes.
1: And it can also make um you people. Can hear them through the
0: walls. Yeah, and it can also make people feel threatened. Because what's really important about volume is when your partner feels threatened by your over um loud voice, you set off the danger alarm in their brain. And their brain right, it's, it's,
1: uh, an animal were, like, growling or ready yes, to attack. Yes, yes. So when you're hearing loud, you know, really that, you know, loud it feel, you know, like somebody's trying to bolster them and they are going to attack. And that's what your brain hears, kind of, something is getting ready to attack.
0: Right. And, then, and that's from the amygdala. And it's from the amygdala. And then your brain loses all ability to think clearly because it thinks it's under attack and things just go south. Now the other yes. one you want to remember is, speaking too softly is talking under your breath.
1: Or just talking to yourself. I mean, if no one can hear you past your hand, mm-hmm. uh, then you're not getting your thoughts across. You're not getting your message across. Right. You're well, not doing doing anything.
0: It's not mouse. working. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, the other way they can look is when you say, yeah, I heard that. And you talk under your bre- breath, which automatically puts your partner on high alert. And I guarantee you it will cause a fight every time because you know every the drill.
1: Every single time. What did you say? What did you mean?
0: Right. I heard that. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, so that's talking about volume. The last one, which I love, is called Timber. And these are the emotions with which we convey our words.
1: Kind of like the song, but not.
0: So imagine if you say to someone, um, you know, imagine first that you've had a really hard day. I mean, in L.A., we come home from an hour and a half of traffic. Um, you've had worked all day. you still got to get kids ready for dinner, and, and you're feeling stressed out. And your husband says, how are you? <laughs> and you're like, I'm fine. That's Timber meaning the stress that you have from your everyday life is coming through your words, and that's timber. So, for example, if you said to your husband, listen, honey, right now I want to stab you in the eye with poking hot sticks, and I want to kill you right now.
1: Versus?
0: Right. Honey, I want you to know I'm super frustrated right now, and I feel like killing myself and killing you. The first had a lot of timber in it, a lot of emotionalism. The second was effective, but not as emotional, and and that really matters. So those are the four elements that we want to talk to you about, and remember that over-the-top is never a good idea.
1: Right, because no one's really getting where you're at. It just makes them feel bad.
0: Right. Now, the other point we want to bring across now is, is why tone matters. We've already said that only 7% of what you get spoken comes from your words. 38% comes from the tone that you use. Right. But guess what?
1: People really only hear your tone, and they put words and they associate meaning to the tone and believe that that is what you're saying more than the actual words you're using. And it's really important to understand, because frequently... Always, the, the cli- clients will say, "What does tone matter? Really, it shouldn't matter. Why do I have to be careful? You know, I mean, I'm not going to be like watching every little thing I say. It's not oh, about all watching time. every little all the time thing we hear you say. That. It's about understanding that your your words and your tone don't necessarily match, and what your partner is going to remember is your
0: tone more than the words. You know, it's it's like when I talk to my dog. Not that people are dogs." But I kind of tested this out the other day. I said to my little Wally, our three-year-old minpin, I said, I freaking can't stand you, can I, little boy? He wags his tail. I thought, I'm saying the most mean things to my little puppy, but I said it in the right tone, and he's totally happy. I have to tell you, sometimes I, I know that we're the same way as people. We tend to remember tone more than we remember words.
1: The important thing to really remember is the message you're trying to communicate does not get conveyed when it doesn't have the right tone. so I mean it's, and it's it's really really your message will not get conveyed without the right tone you're going to send another message mm-hmm. and that other message leads to disputes arguments disagreements and and all it's, kinds m- of hurt and you're going I, I cannot figure it out what's happening because it's not what I meant why are they doing that right. And that happens again and again and again.
0: So I'm in session a little while back, a couple months ago. I'm in session with a couple. I've worked with them for a long time. And one of the things I'm working on with them is helping them to individuate a little bit, do things on their own. Just a
1: little.
0: So the husband and wife are sitting in session. I say to the husband, so, Peter, of course I've changed the name. Um, so, Peter, is there anything that you could do on your own that you could do separately from your wife that might be fun for you? And he says, without missing a beat, well, there is a concert that I would like to go to. I'm telling you, not a moment passes, right? And the wife says, "Oh, great! So now I know you don't like me and you don't want to ever spend time with me." What? I mean, it, it that's was not
1: what he said. That's not, not what even he said. Close to what he said,
0: but it's the tone the wife heard because he said it there, was
1: so fast, so quick, like yeah.
0: It was automatic, man. It was automatic. And that's because he, he said. He didn't
1: say like, "Well, I think about it." Right. He you goes, know, "There is a
0: concert that I, think, I would like to go I think to." There's
1: one that maybe I could go right. to. Right. No, he was so into it, and of course, he didn't mean what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And this was about where she went. Right. In the conversation. Right. Uh, and it takes a lot, a lot, of long years of therapy to see that differently. In the meantime, they wouldn't have a marriage. So we have to work with what we have, and you Mm. need to work with what you have in order to keep your marriage and relationship together.
0: So, what I ended up doing is I ended up stopping the conversation, asking the wife what she heard, and she said exactly what Sarah said. He's so into it. Clearly, he's been. Exactly. (laughs) She said, Clearly, he's been thinking about this for a long time. He's been scheming and planning behind my back. How
1: to go there without me.
0: Uh, on and on and on. And then I had to coach him on how to say it differently. He said it in a lower pitch with a little bit less excitable timber, And guess what? It was received a lot better by the wife. So if you're relying on your words to get your meaning across, you're going to lose the game. Yeah. Lose the game. So here are the actions that we're going to offer you when you're ready to fix your tone.
1: Right. These are just a few little things to maybe help.
0: So the first one is watch your pitch. You want to be really clear how you use inflection in a sentence? Right. Because if you say things too high, for example, you say, no, I do really love you. Wait, you do really love me? Or I do really love you. Right. They say two totally different things. One almost sounds like I'm not sure if I love you. The second one emphasizes the word really. And so that means I do love you. Right. And what's best is that you want to use things that are a mix of highs and lows. And also watch that.
1: Where you where the inflection is in the sentence. Yes. It's really be, important. Because
0: if you put it at the end of a sentence, like, I really do love you.
1: That's a question. Like, do you? Don't you? What? Exactly. exactly. This that, and I don't know where women learn this, but we we frequently end our sentences in a higher tone. And it sounds like a question. And then people, <sighs> a lot of times when couples are coming in, and you understand. Why the other person is like questioning what's going on? Absolutely,
0: because they're ending the, they're ending their statements in an yeah. upward inflection, which sounds like a question. Point number two and strategy number two that we're going to share with you is, and I love this. I learned this actually from Sarah um, about fifteen, about ten years ago when I was having problems with my partner because I'd come home sometimes from certain workshops and I was frustrated and I was, I don't do well sitting all day and I was kind of anxious and resentful. And I would come home and my partner would ask me about how my day was. And I was like, it was okay. I mean, oh. And I would just sound so frustrated. Everything I said came out angry, pissed off.
1: So his partner really began to think that it was about him.
0: Sure, because how would they know? How would they know? And Sarah said to me, you know, Dr. Rob, you may want to give your partner a little heads up that you've been stuck in a conference all day that you didn't want to go to and that you only got lunch break for one hour. And that you're feeling angry and frustrated, and the traffic was awful coming home. No, you're tired. And I'm tired, and that anything I say has everything to do with that,
1: and nothing to do with
0: partner, and nothing to do with my partner. And let me tell you, we have a phrase in our house. It's about me, not you, right now. And what that is our shorthand for is I'm feeling a million different negative feelings. It has nothing to do with you. It's all about me. And then we're cool, because right. then I know that it's it's not me. For example. That caused the problem, and my partner knows it's not them.
1: Right, and that's what we would do. So if if one of us was out of sorts, then mm-hmm. we would come in and say, "I, I'm having a migraine. Everything is irritating me. If I snap at you, if something's mm-hmm. happening, it's really about that. It's not about you. Really, don't don't think twice about what I'm saying. Just think I'm in pain, and and right. let it go, and we we'll. And I do that with my partner, and it made such a difference oh, when geez. I did a heads up as to maybe what was happening or if I was frustrated about Mm -hmm. something. So at no time would they have to question whether it was really about them versus about some other situation. So this is a really big one. Give your partner a heads up. It'll make such a difference.
0: It heads off so many blow-ups and miscommunications in relationships. I I can't even tell you. It's been super helpful. And we even use it between us, like Sarah said. Number three strategy is lower your volume. Remember, when people get angry, their volume goes up. When they get stressed, volume goes up. If you feel like you're not being listened to, volume goes up! Right. On and on and on. So, when well, you're
1: it, trying to accomplish something and it's not happening and then all these things happening, and, and then your voice goes up, and then as you tell the story again, your voice gets even louder. I was doing this with somebody who, like, you know, I was kind of explaining, they were just laughing. They were laughing because it, it didn't have to do with them and they understood it was a story. And I started with, you know, it, it's so frustrating because I, I couldn't get my message across on the phone to this company. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and I was noticing like every time I repeated something, my voice just kept right. going up. If this were my partner, I would have been so much more.
0: You'd have been the doggy.
1: No, I would have been mindful in how. Oh yeah,
0: no, you would have been mindful in your approach for sure. But yeah. if I think if you would have kept raising your voice to your partner; it would have gone so good. Yeah.
1: It's so, never good.
0: So what we're trying to stress to you Take is a time
1: out if that happens. Yeah, just say. Is watch your volume.
0: Watch your volume, man, because that's the first thing that goes to hell in a handbag. Goes
1: haywire so fast, and because what happens is we're in that fright flight stage, and it's a. As our voice goes up, it's um, really—it
0: sounds desperate. It sounds fearful. It sounds angry.
1: It's a reflection of how we're feeling inside.
0: Right. And something else that we should share with you is that, believe it or not, men and women understand volume very differently. So, Sarah, see how aware she is of her volume. There are days when I'm speaking to Sarah and she looks at me and she goes, "Dr. Rob, I'm right here. I'm right here." Right, because I'm speaking so loudly, I can I can see her eyes going like this. Because, I'm, and I, I realize... You can hear
1: I'm, us in like two offices. Yeah, hour. and
0: in my mind, I don't think I'm speaking very loudly. I think I'm just speaking normally. And our point is this. Women, when you tell them they're speaking loudly, generally can stop, hear themselves, and recognize that their voice is raised. I'm
1: not going to say that they like it, you know... I'm not, really, so I'm not yelling.
0: Right, but at least they can recognize and hear it. Because
1: they're still talking. They're not yelling. Right. When women think of yelling as like, yeah, are really yelling. Screaming. Yeah, screaming. Right. And uh, so when, when men say to you that you're yelling and you're not really yelling, you're just talking in a loud voice because you're so anxious and upset and blah, blah, blah. So you can just say, hey, I'm right next to you.
0: Right. But men, on the other and hand, we have a it. big problem trying to distinguish volume. Meaning we kind of can't tell that our volume's loud by self-monitoring. We kind of need someone to share with us, "Hey, I'm right here."
1: I don't have an. I love that men always say, "I don't have an attitude, I don't have tone," and they'll always only men women do that. But men don't hear their own tone or or their own volume
0: or their own volume
1: or volume. Right, like they don't hear it.
0: So that's a super super helpful notion, I think, to keep in mind, especially if you're dealing with um, a partner who's of the opposite sex. (laughs) yes next next strategy is strategy number four which is slow your pace but not too much sarah's really good at this so i know that when sarah wants me to understand something she's going to slow down just a hair not so much that i feel like she's talking to me like a baby not like robert what i need because then i feel like she's mad but what she'll say is robert so what i'm going to need from you and that's my cue to tune in And say, okay, what she's saying is serious. And it really works. She slows her pace down just a hair, and it makes me lean in even. You'll see your partner, when you speak a little slowly, they actually lean in a little bit to hear what you're saying. So slowing your pace can be really great. Um, we just got a couple more. Um, Strategy number five is practice managing your voice and taking note of how you sound. Right. So I had to do this because I didn't think I spoke so loudly. And (laughs) so... Until I sat in front of a mirror and I thought to myself, "Okay, if I was excited, how would I sound?" And I practiced talking if I was excited, and then I said, "How would I sound if I was serious?" And I thought, "Okay, that I would speak a little lower like this." But what I realized is every single voice I had was loud, and then I realized that my I'm I mean, not,
1: now you're hearing difference in voice, but then with some years ago, yeah, uh, it was all the same.
0: Oh yeah, and all it, all it was loud. And I also realize that I'm not a good faker. If I'm upset, if I'm tired, if I'm angry, you hear it in my voice. So I really have to be careful to mind my tone and manage the idea of how I'm feeling against how I'm sounding. Yes. Okay, we are almost towards the end. This is my favorite um, of all of our strategies when it comes to tone. And these are Sarah's three famous um, clarification statements. And you can use these anytime things start to get a little bit heated or out of control. Um, I'll let her share with you the three phrases that we have.
1: Right. I'm just going to preface this. Sometimes when you're um, when you're with your your partner, you're having a good conversation. Everything seems to be going fine. And then all of a sudden, they're To make they're like a dramatic angry. left turn. Their mood shifts. Yeah. Like, like. Like you said, the most terrible thing. But but you know, you didn't say anything bad, or or off, or or nothing. And and you don't understand it. And all of a sudden, you you within a very short time, they're they doing the silent treatment, or they go, I got you. I really understand now what you mean. Uh, nowhere. So couples frequently forget to ask each other questions, like. You're supposed to just know. And I'm telling you, nobody's a mind reader. Nope. Nobody knows. And your meaning of words and phrases for each of you are different, and they mean something different, even Mm -hmm. though you all think it's the same. Most of the time, even in some small way, they're different. So clarification uh, number one, what do you think you heard me just say?
0: Mm -hmm. And it works brilliantly. You stop them right in their tracks when your partner says, oh, really? That's what you meant. You just stop and go. Ho ho ho! What do you think you just heard me say right now? And, and you just ask a simple question. Right. It's amazing what you get back.
1: What do you think I meant with what I just said?
0: That's clarification phrase number two.
1: Right. So they'll say, "Well, you meant blah blah blah," and I was like, "No, I was trying to give you a." This actually happened to me with my with my partner, and I, and I was doing these so that we so that we would improve our our communication, and it actually worked, and. In that, I was saying, you know, so like, well, you, you were like, telling me you really didn't want to, and this, I, I said, I was giving you a compliment. What are you talking about? Like, where? Well, how did you hear that? So my compliment turned into this opposite, negative right. reaction on his part. But we were able to clear it up within minutes, and he was like. Oh. Because you use clarification like, like, phrase oh. number
0: two, which is, what do you think I meant with what I just said?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and that's when it comes out, like, oh, I heard a negative thing, and it's like, what, I was giving you a compliment.
1: Right. And so when they do this kind of standoff thing, like, you know what you said, you know what you meant. Yeah, but you want to be, <laughs> you want to know what they think, because they're saying, you know, maybe I do, but I'm thinking it's a compliment. They're thinking it's, mm-hmm. you know, some slap. In the face. Absolutely. What do they call it these days? Shaders. Or
0: oh, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. like you're throwing some shade.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love when you use urban <laughs> phrases.
1: <laughs> when I, when I try. Anyway, so, third phrase. I just want us to be on the same page here. So, c- can you tell me what you, what you think it meant? Right. So, I, but, and I just repeat it. I just want us to be on the same page. And then they're more likely to say what it what it is because the truth is you're you are and not at the same time because your meaning for things are different
0: right and what i love about i just want to be on the same page is sarah's used that with me sometimes and she'll say it in the beginning so i i will hear her say something and i go oh no way are we doing that and sarah will say to me hold on i just want to be on the same page now, what did you think you heard me say just now? And I, I will say something like, I heard that we have to get all this done in like 11 minutes. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm saying we could just spend 10 minutes doing it, and whatever we get done, we get done. Oh, okay.
1: Just preparing the start or something. Right.
0: Or she'll say, um, I just want to be on the same page. What do you think I meant with what I just said? I said, I think you meant we have an unimaginable amount of work to do in 10 minutes. And then she'll say, no, that's not what I meant at all. And then it, it works brilliantly.
1: So right. So yeah, you know, I, I I actually I do that a lot with a lot of, so I preface even before I just want to spend on the same page. So then my partner also is um they're hearing in such a way that if they do feel something off and I ask them the question, they're more likely to tell me without getting
0: defensive, defensive reactive. or
1: anything because the whole thing was to be on the same page. And and if we're not, this is how we're going to right. get it done. So they're a little, they're more prepared and and I'm more prepared. And, well. and I'll tell you. It works really well.
0: Yeah, it works really well. And there's some couples that I've heard, we've tried to say that in session, and their partner will say, you know what I said. I don't need to repeat that you know what i meant
1: there is no such thing as magical thinking if people could really read your mind and knew it all man they would be sorry, it would be a different it, world they, it would they would be rich you would have so much money you could buy whatever you wanted <laughs> to fix anything it, it would different life and they so, can't
0: right I and mean, if that does happen we encourage you to say something like you know we made an agreement to work through things that we wouldn't right. play the mind reading game how about we, we, look, we look at that again. Let me ask you. I just want us to be on the same page. What do you think you heard me say just now? Yeah. And you go right into it. Or
1: It, it really works.
0: I'm telling you, it's genius. It, it, genius. It,
1: if you only do that part in in everything that we've told you, it will begin to bring back oh, yeah. your relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it really.
0: It's miraculous. I hate to say yeah. it, but it's kind of miraculous. Yeah.
1: It, yeah.
0: So what we want to share with you to wrap this up is that minding your tone has a great big payoff, and it's called avoiding communication landmines because
1: landmines.
0: it feels like that sometimes, right? You step All on the landmine, you're, like,
1: you're everything's fine. You like you're just, you're, kaboom. Yeah, you step on something and it's off. It, it's off to be splattered. And
0: just a few reminders that um, our brain processes tone more than it processes meaning. That our words don't matter nearly as much as our tone. And once you master tone or just do a little bit of these things that we suggest, you're going to see some big changes in your relationship.
1: Understand. In the beginning, it's awkward. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. It feels weird. You may be starved. You don't get through it. It's off. It's off. All of that's okay. Keep practicing. Yep. Because that's the only way you get better. And when you do, it's amazing how much it <sighs> cements your relationship and it builds a level of trust. It begins. It's it's. It's the best beginning that I could suggest to somebody that has the most impact fastest.
0: Yes. And I just want to say in the end, I adore Sarah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday month. I'd be nothing without you. All right, everyone. As always, we're here to support you. You can find us at couplesuccess.com. Yes. You have been listening to the Couple Success broadcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, licensed marriage and family therapist. There is hope for your relationship.
1: Please check out our website at couplesuccess.com to find out more.